This podcast contains swear words. Hello and welcome to Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne, a podcast about art making, creativity, not giving up, and living well in the process. And in this time of COVID-19, the fight for racial justice, and the sense of isolation, creativity and art are more important than ever. Although I'm coming from the perspective of a performing artist, the themes and issues discussed here apply to all of us. Whether you consider yourself an artist or not, life is a creative act. Let's make something good. I'm your host, Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg, a choreographer, actor, dancer, writer, and educator living on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, tsleil and Squamish people on the west coast of Canada. On today's podcast, I am going to be interviewing my dear, wonderful, super smart friend, Justine A. Chambers, which you might think, hey, didn't you just interview Justine? I did. I did a few episodes ago. But Justine is one of the most articulate and smartest people I know. And I wanted to come back and check in with her. We spoke earlier on in the pandemic. Isn't that a funny sentence? Earlier on in the pandemic. Just didn't think that was going to be part of my everyday language, but yes, it is. And I wanted to come back and um, check in and see how she's doing now. Things have changed. Some things are the same. It is still a pandemic. So if you're planning on meeting your buds at the park and hanging out really close or getting on an airplane, just in case, still a pandemic. So Justine and I, um, we started checking in. And of course, she was so full of great things to say, super potent, cut to the quick, important things that we all need to think about, like how exhausting it is for our Black friends to be in this anxiety and energy. There are feelings that are both so much hope and potential and so much grief and that that's a very real thing. And um, being aware of that, especially as a white person, is important and needed right now. And we also had just a great time talking about all the ridiculousness that is happening in our lives right now. Life is always ridiculous, I think, and that's one of the things that um, I treasure so much. And the source of much of my art is, man, this is weird. Maybe I'll make a thing. Um, We dive right in talking about, you know, all that money that you've saved during the pandemic because you haven't been buying $9 smoothies? We just get right in there, get right to the heart of it. fucking criminal i think also because we've just spent three months not buying food out and like cooking everything and like probably doing groceries every five days but like our groceries would be 70 bucks every five days and then you would have food for five days not for like five minutes exactly um yeah it's shocking me and then i'm like that's why we're saving so much money because we're not 
eating like that anymore. And like that, whatever thousands of dollars we've saved as because is because of not eating out. And that is all because if you do drop 70 bucks a day on takeout, like fuck me. if you want it not to be gross and you don't want to feel, and you want to feel healthy and you want whatever the plants to have people singing, whatever, the Baldi's, whatever, sacred songs to them as they grow, then you pay $70 for a fucking bowl of noodles and, and, and lettuce, basically, is what I had. Tofu, noodles, lettuce, and some sauce. That was my $20 entree here. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about the, like, $9 smoothies that I used to get after yoga. Oh, how Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. I know. That is, but it is. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's really expensive. It's all very expensive if you like live like that. And it's, it's even insane that I think that I could live like that because I actually can't. Yeah, that's, that, that's a really interesting point because it's so true that there's a way of living that I kind of like get into, especially when I'm really, really, oh my God, I'm so busy. Yes, and so tired and so whatever. And then it's like, wait, wait a minute. I super can't afford this. Oh yeah, like I am poor. Like not even like, when my friends who like make, you know, six figures say they're poor, like not that kind of poor, but like real poor, <laughs> like, <laughs> like poverty line poor, you know, my net after taxes, mm. like whatever, you know, it's like, oh, I'm actually poor. And mm-hmm. why did I think that? Yeah. Like having three meetings and three third wave cho- coffee shops would be a smart thing to do because that was like $40 those meetings cost me. Oh yeah, right? The meetings. And I know we're like, oh, we'll write it off. But it's like, you don't write off the $40. You get like, I don't know, $3.50 from that $40. Like this sort of idea that we get that money back later, it's also not true. It's totally not true. And you're like, you spend that $40, that's $40 less to spend on, oh, I don't know, groceries. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's so crazy. Oh boy. But isn't it like the moments of like, I just don't want to believe that this is happening. (laughs) And then there's that. And then there's that. Or I feel so awful because I'm poor and busy and exhausted. I need to spend $12 on this alkaline coal charcoal, ginger, turmeric concoction, because that'll make me a better person right now. Like, and it may, yeah, but it may not. You just might be a wretched soul right now. And that may not change after you drink that juice. Oh God. Um, I'm listening to an audiobook called Addiction. No, it's not called Addiction. <laughs> oh God. It's called <laughs> Attention, oh. A Love Story. It's super interesting, but it's all about attention and historically now and talking about um, well, the addiction of cell phones, et cetera, and pills and food. And, and so much of what she's talking about is that like feeling wretched and how we, when we feel wounded, traumatized, just out of sorts, our attention spans shrink, 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 so that we're searching for the the hit the thing yeah yeah the hit right yeah that makes so much sense i mean yeah yeah it's only in those moments i mean i think like oh how well we felt 
whatever, a month ago or two months ago, or like even like the confusion and the sense of vertigo that came with COVID, there was a way of being well that for me was like unprecedented. Like I don't know if I've ever been that well in my life, you know, in terms of my health. And that then I didn't have this like need to shop for clothing, <laughs> like all of these things, like that sort of like you've decided have defined you or, or like help you exist. Like they just weren't necessary because I wasn't, and because of what you just said is why I'm saying this is because I wasn't like destroyed in any way. And have you, like, do you feel, um, that that is, that you're still kind of holding on to that or is it changing or is it like oh. echoing through or how's that? Well, no. I think I'm desperately trying to hold on to it. Like, I feel like it's like, I feel it slipping. I feel like the moment the city opened and for me, that was like feeling Gastown become Gastown again. Like, it stopped being the people who lived in Gastown. Because actually when Gastown is busy being Gastown, you don't know who lives in Gastown. Right. Right. But when Gastown shut down, all of a sudden I knew, I, I knew who lived in Gastown for the first time in seven years. So when I felt people returning to Gastown as like a leisure place... Uh, I did feel like, oh, I felt anxiety come back. My back was hurting. Um, there was a few deadlines. I wrote a grant. Like there's these things. And then I felt like, oh, why am I not doing that cardio thing I was totally into for 11 weeks? Why am I like doing a eight minute yoga instead of the 45 minute yoga? Like all of a sudden it was like this real shift in pace. Like it's something about pace or feeling like feeling an exterior pace and feeling wound into it and then not even checking to see um, where I could possibly actually want to be inside of a pace or like what pace is. So I feel like very much uh, very aware of how quickly I can be um, externally propelled into something that actually is not good for me. Yeah. Like not good for me. Like, I don't feel, oh shit, sorry. Everything is going off saying, Tara, Zoom interview. <laughs> Everything in my life is like, ping, 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 ping. Um, no. Oh my God. Yeah, I just definitely feel like I have not, like, I've had to really consciously be like, okay, go do your full cardio thing. Cause that made you feel good, you know? And like, have that bath again every night because that made you feel good. And like, don't panic about getting groceries so that there's food. Just go do groceries and then there's food. Like there's something about the mindset around the things that I feel like some, yeah, just like very lazy, habitual kind of leanings or tendencies around dealing with, like we were saying before, I think the last time we interviewed was that all the incidental things became the most important things at the beginning of, of the pandemic. So it was like, eating, sleeping, and our families. That's all we did was eat, sleep, and do our families, right? And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, little bits of work are creeping in or like projects where I felt like I had to write a grant or like um, because of like future opportunity and maybe I have to think about a future even though I really don't give a shit about the future right now. <laughs> like I so, I so really don't care. Like I don't, you know, I'm, and that's probably incredibly irresponsible that I'm not like thinking forward and what do I have coming up and how am I going to feed my child? And But I'm like, there is something about being dropped into the present there that I felt like was such a gift for me. Like I needed that because I can get so busy in my head with being busy in my head, you know, to be honest. 
Yeah. So yeah, I feel like there's been a shift and it's taking like a lot more effort to do all those things that were making me feel fantastic. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm holding on as tight as I can, but then there's also like the shift of, you know, anti-blackness coming to the forefront in a global conversation. And like that through me, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like it, um, that's not been easy to like relive all those terrible moments in my life. So I think, um, or it's also been wonderful and exciting. And anyway, it's like, it's a whole, it's a whole other complication on top of, uh, in terms of a complication of feelings, right? Like all of a sudden I'm in this sort of other work of like being black in that work of being black in a way that like, um, that has like permission to be buoyant and to be at the top of myself instead of shoved to the bottom of myself. So there's like, it's more complicated just being a human and being well. I think my earrings are smashing against my big old hoops are smashing against my headphones. So if they're distracting for you, let me know. I'll take them off. I can't hear them. And (laughs) although this is audio, they look really great and are catching the light every once in a while. Oh boy. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, that there's, it's, it's just shifting, right? It's like in this constant change and like, I got used to phase one. I was into phase one. I was so into phase one. I was so, so into phase one. So phase two is hard. And then phase two, um, inside of like trying to build an anti-racist world is also, uh, super intense. And necessary and wonderful and um heartbreaking and traumatizing all the time all at the same time and like all at the same time and probably no sense of rest not like it was before no for sure not sleeping as well or dreaming as well or like Mm. uh, uh yeah there's like an interruption because i think thing like i said like shit's buoyant right so like you're sort of with all the things that maybe you've chosen not to be with as a matter of like carrying on and preservation and good face and good faith and like all these other things, all this sort of extra work that's done to, to live inside of that world. That's historically presently shitty. And then like navigating my professional life around that moment and uh, navigating my personal life with my partner around that moment and then navigating this with my child in this moment. Like there's the virus. Now there's the police. You know, Max said to me the other day, mama, are the police going to kill you because you're brown? I was like, oh. no, baby, they're not going to kill me because I'm brown. And he said, because you're so beautiful. And I said, yes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my love. That's correct. My beauty. (laughs) It's more likely to kill them, but it is dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, it's dangerous. Lethal beauty. Yeah. So there's like, you know, I just feel like it's a much heavier moment, um, but also a much more hopeful moment. I still think people need to remember we're actually in a pandemic though. Like that would be great. It would be nice if people could Dear just... Dear Vancouver, stop being fucking stupid. Like, oh my God. In front of your mind. Oh my God, like, fuck. 
Like literally the patio at local is full, you know, and like, I will not name them because I don't want to disparage them because I love them, but no one working in that place wears a mask. And I'm like, seriously, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Serving your coffee, your food, making your coffee, your food. I'm like, yeah, I can't. And no gloves. Like I can't go in there because we're actually still in a pandemic. Like there are places in the world where it's terrible and flaring up and many, 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 many people are dying. But also I talked to Lori today and she told me that so many of her friends are flying around Europe. I know people are fucking flying all over the place right now. And we keep looking at the calm trails and as we walk, it's like, we, oh yeah, don't, are we not yeah. aware that these planes carry people oh from places God. where it might be super bad? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Or people even driving, right? Like driving, you know, I think about holidays and people driving to their summer homes or a friend's summer home, like if whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, I don't know. I guess that's, that's also like, that was my first stress and then all the other stuff too. I was like, wait a second. Why are we, why did I just get bumped into? Why did oh, somebody God. just bump into me? <gasps> really? Yeah. Some big white dude, of course. Like, mm. yeah. And I'm like, you just bumped into me. Like now I feel like I have to go home and burn my clothing and shower. Like that changed my day, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It can literally like turn everything. I've noticed a lot of like a certain age. Usually there's three of them, young white women. They just like take the sidewalk and they chatty, chat, chat, chatted, chatted, chatty, chat. And we're like, kind of like walking into traffic. So we don't get near them. It's like, oh, uh, what? Are you not? Hmm. Oh, and I just want to yell. Like, I want to be like, what am I supposed to do? Fucking fly up? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what the fuck? Like, get out of, like. Just consider that I'm here because I'm considering that you're here. I know. And I guess like feeling that sort of embodied empathy disappear because I was really moved by it um, of how we were taking care of each other in space and how people weren't on their phone. Like all of these things were like, I can think the world is horrible, but then I was watching everybody be with everybody else's body. And I was like really... Mm -hmm encouraged that we're not a horrible species that should actually be wiped out. And then when there's the, yeah, I mean, and also Gastown is like a place to be used by a public. It doesn't, people don't generally think of it as a neighborhood or somewhere people live. So it is like, there's this sort of like déchet, like throat, like garbage, like disposable feeling about this area. And yeah. Oh, and then the fucking, the poor tent city at Crab Park Aww. at like Rianne and Lexi and Alexa and all those glorious humans were like working so hard, Zara. Mm-hmm. And now, but then mm-hmm. now it's over at Strathcona Park, which was quite awesome to see it over there. And um, I'm oh, glad God. that people have somewhere to be, but yeah, yeah all of that, like just, oh. yeah. Oh yeah. So heavy. That answer oh, your so question? Heavy. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love talking to you. Oh, that's so good. Um, okay, we're at 26. Um, there's so many good things. Is there anything else about like, because I talked to you, we just had a chat. We didn't have a recording, but I don't know, some days ago in the before time, it's mm-hmm. just like some, the time before now. Um, is there, has anything you've already said, but like your day, like, how's it going? Like, is there, 
Is there, do you feel shifting? Do you feel? Yeah. I mean, in some, some days I feel shifting because I've been like working a little bit or like helping friends work a little bit. So, um, yeah, like I felt that sort of like, oh, go somewhere to do something. So that's like an, a feeling I haven't had. And, and it was quite nice. Yeah. So I feel that shift, but I feel like in general, my days still kind of feel the same in the way that it's like, we get up and it's like, what is the kid? Where are we going to go move the kid's body for a few hours? And then like lunch and then like after lunch space out, whether it's like letting him play video games for 15 minutes, like the ASF for jump, like very old school, but I don't do it. I don't like them. I'm bad at them. So Josh does it. Um, or like watching something or one of us taking turns, having a nap, alternating days, having a nap. I feel like that's kind of the same, but yeah, just sort of that little bit of like, Oh, like I went in to help Josh and, uh, for a couple hours the other day. And then I went in yesterday for an hour in the theater help them look at lights, you know, like there's like, Oh, I haven't done that in a while. And that feels really nice. You know, it feels nice to go and help my friend work on their work. That feels really nice. Um, but I'm also like not into the trap of it. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah, I'm realizing how much it doesn't, um, I guess maybe the gift has been like that kind of, being busy or need in those ways don't feel like they define me quite as much as they did before. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I had no problem leaving both times where usually I feel like, oh, maybe I should just stick around and just do uh-huh. a little bit more. But I was like, yeah, no, I got to go by. So I like noticing some, just some little shifts. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, do, I, have a, I have this fear. I can feel like the, the existing uh, troughs of of the the old way, oh yeah, and I can feel like this. Is it is it just going to rush back in and take me over? I had that feeling when I was writing that grant. Like I definitely went to like a bad place while I was working on it. You know, for a couple of days there, I was like really not well. Like having all these physical body pains that are like totally emotional and like feeling frustrated and mad and not heard and not like all these things that come with these types of, and I was like, okay, so what does that mean? Like if you only like, you know, and I think I always tell myself, oh, I only want to make the work. I don't want to do any of the other stuff, but it's like, well, what does it look like having all the other stuff feel like making the work? And like, anyway, I was like aware of how pissed I got and how, how irritable and how hard on myself and how like all I was super triggered about not being good enough or something. And I was like, whoa, I don't need that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I've been feeling great lately. (laughs) This feels awful. Right. Like just feel, and not being able to be like for that three days, I couldn't be present with my kid. Like, you know, I was like, he'd be like, can you play with my toys? And I'd play for like 32 seconds. And I'd be like, I have to go pee. And then I would just go sit in the bathroom and be stressed. And I'm like, what the hell is this prioritizing of time? Like I'm giving so much to something that's taking away from me and so little to something that's providing me with energy and care and love. Right. So it's just like really interesting to watch those things or being able to. And I feel like having that time of weird uncertainty and nothingness really, um, supported having a different way of being in the world. Yeah. So I can notice anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Feel the difference. Feel the contrast. Yeah. Instead of just accepting, well, this is just making work. It's like this. I'm like, why? That's exactly. terrible. <laughs> totally. Mm. But I hear you, like the troughs of our past, that's such a great way of putting it, right? Like just starting to feel yourself like like a, like a puppy with no grip, like trying to get her, like, oh, I don't want to fall in, that you're going in, you're going down. Yeah, no, yeah. it's crazy. Like socks on linoleum running around oh. a kitchen table. <laughs> oh, oh no. You're about to hit the corner really hard. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a trip to the dentist or the ER. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be on America's Funniest Home Videos. For sure, it's going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love hilarious. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it does feel like, oh my God, I need sandbags. I need sandbags. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's coming in. It's coming in. Oh my you know, God. Like, ooh, could you do this? Is coming in. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. The ooh, could you do this? Go away. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I was with a friend uh, sitting six feet apart from each other. And just like we were talking about this sort of like um, because of the like political climate around uh, anti-black sentiment or like working on being anti-racist as a society that like people reach out to us because we are racialized bodies and that we're just kind of like, can you go do that over there? Like, (laughs) can you not come to me with that? Like, I think it's great. All of those ideas. Right. Can you go do it? over there, <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. not with, not with me, <laughs> like, like there's this, mo- yeah, we're like, I don't want to be involved. Like, and it's not that it's because we have been involved and we've been doing the work because no one else was doing it. And so when other people are really ready to finally do it, it's like, I think it was Amy Henderson who said it to me, this thing that says pay black women or get out of their inboxes. <laughs> it's like a little bit like that. Like, yeah, that's that's all great. Yes, yes, yeah. Equality, equity, yes, yes, representation. Can you go do it over there now? Like, can I not do that work with you? So I guess there's also this thing where I'm like, yes, to all of these things. And like, can you go do that work now? Yeah, totally. You have your assignment. Fully support you. Go get the shit done. Go on with your bad self. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Like all those things you're asking me for, and it couldn't, it doesn't even have to be related to that. I just guess there's some things where it's like, oh, could you, I'm like, could you just go do that over there with somebody else? <laughs> uh, and it's not because I don't want to uh, support. It's like quite the opposite. I think it's because I always have and was really like focused on that. And now I'm focused elsewhere and it feels like the elsewhere is more important. Yeah, I I think that's really important. For me in this moment, for me in this moment, not for the whole world, everybody do you. I'm like, go for it. But like for me, that sort of like being available in that way um, is not not great for me right now. And I can finally feel that. So I think that's one of the many gifts of this moment. Right. Um, Yeah. And I don't want to be like rolling in dirt at the bottom of the trough, right? Wondering how I got there. Yeah, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't make me feel good about lots of things. Yeah. I guess it sort of becomes like unconscious then, right? Like you're not, you're not in awareness. And I think Mm -hmm. like that's part of 
for me, the work that I do, the dance work I care about is about being in a certain kind of awareness. So I think like I spend, spent so many years just trying to make that awareness present by making work. Now I'm curious if it can just be present by being a human. Right. For yourself, right? Mm, For your mm -hmm. own existence. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe that's what's needed instead of other things that I've occupied myself with. Yeah. Maybe even for the world, that's what's needed. You know, my experiments at that, that I call artwork, they're not so needed in this moment. I feel great about that. Do you? I do. I do. Makes me feel much better. Like I stopped getting itchy and my back doesn't hurt when I say that. So I feel like, Hmm. and it's not like forever. I'm really talking about right now. Like I can see about 22 seconds into the future. (laughs) So (laughs) in 30 seconds, I may be like, actually, no, my art is the most important thing ever. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Total like flipping. Yeah. It's a wobbly time. Oh, wobble, wobble, wobble. It's totally, it's crazy. It's crazy. Last night I was, um, maybe that was it. Maybe that was it with the art making. Maybe that feel very lucky that I had the run that I had and very, that maybe that's just nobody needs in this morning. I'm like, I got ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I maybe. (laughs) And that lasted for about half an hour. But all of those things, right. I guess it's like, Yeah. Like, I feel like even I think about things I said three weeks ago about like people running to like put themselves online. And I think I was disparaging about that. And I, now I feel like, yeah, whatever you need right now, because it's so fucking wobbly. We are all just trying to like figure out our existence. Like what does existence look like? I don't know. I just sort of feel like do what you need. I might not be into it. I might not ever want to watch you do any of those things on Instagram or Facebook live or on Vimeo or zoom, like any of it. But if that's who am I, it's like mothers, right? Like who am I to tell any mother how to mother Mm -hmm. breastfeed, don't breastfeed, Montessori daycare, who the fuck cares? Just do whatever you need to do to like survive this with as much grace as is humanly possible in any given moment that's full of like someone shitting and puking on you. Like, who am I to say? Yeah. Do you? But for me, (laughs) (laughs) want something different than what I've always, what I've, I want to like prioritize differently because I've known for a long time that I've needed to. It's not news, right? Like, Oh yeah, I know. It's not news. Oh wow, COVID made me realize that I didn't prioritize myself or my well-being. Like I fucking knew that for like years. I've been like waiting for kindergarten, right? I'm like, when kindergarten starts, I'm going to stop touring. I've been saying that like, I mean, it's just that all of a sudden there is this sort of unexpected, uh, like it it happened to everyone. So I wasn't having to pull out and feel shitty and apologetic about that. It was like, oh, this permission to like be, to be, period. Uh, and support for that because we had served and like whatever, right? There was this like ability to be. So it was able to like physically drop into that, those things you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? Just the pause. Yeah. And the in, intentionality. I've, I've also felt that for years and years of 
I just want to have a moment to just like in, be intentional about what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. And it just felt like everything was just too fast. It was. Right? Absolutely too fast. Too fast, too much. Like we couldn't even like work on ourselves properly. Even if you were trying to be in therapy and like, you know, be better to yourself and blah, blah, blah. When the fuck were you going to work on any of that stuff? Because you're so overwhelmed and inundated. And I'm saying yourself, meaning myself, like uh, yourself, meaning me, actually. Uh, But yeah, like when you're going on, running on fumes and catching the next plane and you don't know where you are or what time it is or um, you're, you know, defending your work to get another, I don't know, like how are you supposed to be able to, yeah, there's something, there's something we all know about the construct of the, like of what we've decided, what we've agreed to work inside of that is not great for us to feel good, which is not to say something else couldn't happen. And I think that's what this time also felt very exciting to me is that something else has got to happen because theater and dance as we know it is no longer and how fantastic it's done. Right. I think it's fucking fantastic. I think it's fucking fantastic too. Yeah. 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 I was, I was, there was part of me that was just like traumatized at first, mostly because to be perfectly honest, I was losing money jobs. Well, money is real. Yeah, totally, totally. Jesus. <laughs> money equals food, equals shelter, equals... Yeah. Um, but, you know, as time goes by, it's like, yeah, this... Well, it does need to be completely rebuilt and different, you know, imagined in a completely different way by different people. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the whole world used to be imagined in a different way by different people. I mean, I think that's maybe what I think... I guess what I have been like musing on was, you know, at first I was like, we got to change the structure of dance or we got to change the structure of art, like whatever, like the milieu of what the milieus, whatever. And now I'm like, oh, well, the only way that's going to happen is if we change the structure of the world, right? Because these are just echoes of that, right? So yeah, when I have been in conversations and someone's like, let's change the economic ecology of dance, I'm like, really? Like, how about the world? Because then <laughs> we could take care of more people than we can if we change the ecology of dance. And that is one of those things where it becomes about like, uh, yeah, what's more like, I don't know. I guess I'm just wondering about like, uh, again, what's needed. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the freaking out about money, that is real. That is all sorts of real. And that I can always get behind. But the freaking out about whether or not people are going to come look at us in a theater I just don't feel so freaked out about that. Um, And I think, you know, artists are among the most brilliant humans that I know. Like, we'll do other things. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, exactly. I do worry about people's livelihood and I worry about people with families being able to make it. And I worry about precarity uh, in our community, but I also worry more about precarity in the world, I guess, in this moment. I just feel like that sort of, um, and I think that has something to do with the extraordinary amount of death, like whether or not I'm attached to those death, deaths, whether it's COVID or otherwise. Uh, yeah, makes me feel like something like it makes me feel uh, different about this idea of what's critical. I don't know. Yeah. And also I'm, 
uh, always in desperate need of irreverent conversation because shit's heavy and I want to laugh and I want to be. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Like on a playground admitting, you know, this <laughs> one woman's like, oh yeah, I put my kid in front of the TV and then I go <laughs> and tan in my front yard in a string bikini. <laughs> I was just like, that's amazing. It's amazing. I love that so much. (laughs) I love that you do that every day. (laughs) What is sunny, of course. (laughs) Oh my God, that's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Like also, also those things like this, the, and like how, how actually that's probably more critical for that woman in her day than most things, you know? Yeah. And how, um, a lot of this stuff is making me kind of like think about a moment in a piece that you were in that I made where there was a discussion by a, it doesn't matter. Um, What piece? um, I want to know now. Well, I'll tell you after. Um, But the like, are we going to talk about anything important? That question was asked. And I keep coming back to the, the thought of the importance of the, the, the small big air quotes the small, the moments of like that mom having the moment of her, of pleasure, mm-hmm. how potent and political and essential totally. that is and how much that's going to reverberate out versus the couple of dudes having a talk about important political issues. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's like how we embody these things is the only fucking thing I care about. So I love that that woman puts on a string bikini and goes into her front yard and tans <laughs> while she leaves her kids inside to watch something. I just was like, that is so hardcore, you know? And it's like these simple... And like, I wonder how many other women walk by and go like, wow, like what balls or good idea or why don't I tan in my front yard? Or like, you know, or like, or even the women that might be like, who does she think she is? Like even those confrontations, like just feel like, and who are we to decide what important is for anybody? And I guess that's also been sort of an ongoing thing in this time is like, who am I to decide what's needed, not needed? Like in a larger way, I can only do like move the tiny pebbles that are mine, you know? That's all I've got. And if I thought I had something else, that would be some outrageous conceit that I'd be so embarrassed about later and probably for the rest of my life. (laughs) Oh, I love you, Justine. I love you too, Tara. It's so much fun. Always. Thank you so much. Of course. It's my pleasure. Oh, so good. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Justine A. Chambers, for another great chat. Life-sustaining indeed. And if for some reason you have not listened to my first interview with Justine A. Chambers, do go back and listen to that. A little bit more background about Justine. And I'll put a link to her bio and information in the show notes so you can get up to speed. She's an incredible artist, thinker, and human being. And um, I'm really happy to know her. And a reminder to please like, rate, review, share this podcast with those near and dear, far and wide. That's how we spread the word. And that's how we keep this podcast 
advertisement-free and keep bringing you the voices of these great artists that I am so lucky to have in my life as colleagues, as friends, as colleagues becoming friends. And um, I'm so happy to have the privilege to share them with you. And thank you to Mark Stewart for composing the music, editing, and producing this podcast. He can be found at markstuartmusic.com. You can reach us, Tara Cheyenne TCP on Instagram, Tara Cheyenne Performance on Facebook, or just send me an email, info at tarashayan.com. I am thinking I should get a podcast at tarashayan.com email. It's probably not hard to do. Anyway, I'll get on that in a minute. Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne is a production of Tara Cheyenne Performance. Keep making shit up. Keep taking care of each other. Be well. This podcast is effing good.